Well, hello there, and welcome once more to the Motivating Moments podcast. I am your host, Pastor Steve, and so excited about sharing our time together today. If you're just joining us, welcome. If you're coming back for a second time now for episode two, then welcome back. We are so glad, so glad to join you in this time and share this time together. Excited for what I believe is going to be the outcome of our encouragement today and the impact that it's going to have in all of our lives. So, hey, if you are uh, if you are following the show and you would like to know more about Motivating Moments, I invite you to jump over to our website at motivatingmoments.online. Motivatingmoments.online, and there you can find all of the resources that we have available. Learn more about the ministry. Uh, also purchase our books and different things. And um, we would love for you to get there, jump over there, sign up for the email list, and we'll try our best to keep you updated. And one of the things that you can find there on the website is our book, The Unstoppable Church. Uh, and I love the subtitle of this because I know that you're here today because you want some motivation for your life. And one of the things that I know really can stand against the, the, the momentum of our lives is circumstances that are around us. And I love the subtitle of this book. It is The Unstoppable Church, Believing God for Greater Things Regardless of the circumstance. So jump over there. They're available for purchase anywhere that you buy books, honestly. Uh, you can find it there. And also, if you are if you are a follower of the show, we invite you to uh, join us on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, I'll try to drop some links down in the show notes so that help you find us there. And if you're listening to the podcast, but you would prefer to watch, uh, we also upload these podcasts to YouTube in video format as well. And again, I'll be sure to post those links there also to help you. So. Uh, without any further ado, we'll get into today's content, and uh, I want to extend to you an invitation to boldness. I, I want to invite you to be very bold, and I want to ask you to take a step of faith with me today. And in taking this step of faith, I believe that it will help you to uh, realize dreams that will exceed your wildest expectations. It, it'll be a step that just will leave you amazed in the end with God's work through your life and in your life. Uh, it's a step that'll help you recognize a whole level of fulfillment and satisfaction like you've never known before. And quite frankly, it may even lead you to levels that you never thought you'd attain. And it's a step that, and this is really crucial here, I believe may very well deliver you from the grips of depression and despondency and maybe even deep discouragement as it will change your outlook on life and it will change the way you see yourself. So how many of you would say that when you look in the mirror, you're completely satisfied with what you see? And I'm going to really be quick here to say I'm not raising my hand for that because often are the times that as I'm taking a, a look at my own self, I'm not as satisfied with what I see as I would like to be. And if, if you'll take this step with me, I believe that it's going to change the way you see yourself in the mirror. 
you're, you're no longer going to see every blemish, everything that you count as an abnormality. You're no longer going to be estimating the impossibilities around your life, but you're going to begin to see potential and purpose and worth and value. And rather than seeing everything that you think is wrong about your life and everything that you uh, would love to change, you're going to begin to see every reason that you have to be pleased with who you are, with what you're becoming, and I believe it's going to raise the expectation level of our lives. So uh, some of you may be already worried a little bit about the direction of this content, going, hey, wait a minute now, Pastor Steve, where are we going? The Word says don't think more highly of yourself than you are. I know that, and I want to be clear, I'm not trying to produce conceit here but I am trying to encourage confidence. And, and that's, that's the goal here at the end of today's episode is I want you to rise up in a new confidence. So who's ready to take this step with me? All right, well, let's go. Um, goodness, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm going to be really candid here and say to you that sometimes my biggest hindrance in life is me. It's me. It's not the circumstances. It's not the audacity of the goal that, that I'm facing. Um, it's not any external forces or circumstances. It's me. I'm, I am my biggest hindrance oftentimes. As I see dreams birthed in my heart, maybe it's a prompting to uh, perform a certain act or pursue a certain goal or lead in a certain direction. Um, it may be that I'm being prompted to use some gifts that I already possess. For you, that could be a prompting to use your voice, use your voice to sing a song, to encourage someone, to stand up as an advocate for a certain cause, whatever that case may be. Uh, sometimes it's a dream or a vision, though, that I have that is something that is outside and far greater than my present circumstances or resources and I don't have the ability to support or supply. And that's where you and I who are believers and are looking at life from a Christian perspective would say, you know, but with God, all things are possible, right? Right? Um, and I, I'm, I'm of that camp. I don't have any problem at all believing that with God, all things are possible for you. I don't have any problem believing that all things are possible for you. That's the caveat. Um, when, when I'm not the one through whom God has to work to get something accomplished, when I'm not the one who senses that prompting, that prodding, uh, I believe that he is able. You tell me your dream and I'll say, God bless you. I'm praying for you. I'm sure that God's going to do great things with you. I don't have any problem whatsoever believing for you because I can more readily discern your talents and abilities. I can see God's gift in your life. I can see God's favor over your life. I can see his anointing and I can tell you that it may look like a mess right now, but I can see God working things out for you. But when I look at me, I, I see every blemish. I know all the failures. I can remember everything I've ever done wrong. I understand every shortcoming. I'm not charismatic enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not talented enough. 
The list goes on. I'm not as popular as I'd like to be. Here's a big one. Here's a big one right here. I believe there's a lot of people that struggle with this one. And I don't feel like anyone likes me. As a matter of fact, I feel like I have a great idea, but I believe within myself or I've told myself or received a lie about myself that because it's me who's doing it, nobody's going to support it. They, they may support a hundred other people if they decided to do the same thing, but they won't be able to support it now because I'm the one doing it. And, you know, then, then we find ourselves in despairing situations and we feel like God's forsaken us. He may have led our friend through a similar situation to bring them to blessing, but not me. You know, this is all gloom and doom. He, he led others through similar things to position them for the outpouring of his goodness, but not me. And the last thing in those moments, when we let ourselves get in that place, the last thing in those moments that we want to hear from uh, anyone is that God is going to work things for our good. Uh, you know, we just want to say, you know what, you can take your cliche and go tell it to someone who wants to hear it because I know the reason that I'm facing the hard time right now is because I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving enough. And honestly, this hard time is just what I've come to expect from my life. And uh, I've believed every lie of the enemy over my life, the report of despair, the report of condemnation, the report of inferiority. And we convince ourselves that, you know, we just, just to give up, just to throw our hands up and we don't deserve any blessings and we don't deserve God's favor in our lives. And when, when God first called me into ministry, my biggest struggle was not understanding that God needed people to preach the gospel or that there were people who needed to hear. Uh, that wasn't my biggest struggle. My, my biggest struggle was with the fact that it was me. Um, I, I wasn't qualified. Um, I'm still not. I don't, after 20 something years, I still don't conclude myself as being qualified for this, for this position, this office. Um, I didn't see myself as that level of person. And honestly, uh, when, when I first began to take strides in this direction, I would have friends who would ask, and you know, I felt so foolish even letting those words slip through my lips, not because I was ashamed of the call, but I was so desperately unsure about me. That, that was where I lacked. And, you know, it took me forever in that to find my voice and to, to understand that God had called and uniquely gifted me, um, that, that I was, I, I did bring a value as much as I wanted to be like so many other people that I've heard share the gospel before, um, as desperately as I maybe sought to implement some of the some of the mannerisms and styles and different things when it came to communicating the gospel uh, from from others that were well known. Um, I began to realize, you know, somewhere along the way, and it's it's only been honestly in recent years that that you know the spirit of the Lord just began to work with me and say, listen. I didn't call you to mimic what someone else is already doing. I didn't call you to replicate or copycat what someone else is doing. I called you to be uniquely you. That doesn't mean I don't receive inspiration from other people. That doesn't mean that 
I, I'm not, I don't look on and, and look for best practices and things. But then when I come back, I, I'm not simply just regurgitating things, but I'm allowing the Lord to work and move through my life. And I've got a feeling that I'm not alone. Uh, you may be listening to yourself and thinking, wow, you know, Steve's reading my mind. And I'm, I'm not reading your mind, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm not reading your mind because I don't have to. <laughs> uh, and, and here's a little indictment, I guess. For, for most of us, there's a little box on the face of our phone or our computer screen that asks the question, what's on your mind? And there's a lot of people who've just been indiscriminately putting it out there for the world to see. I've just been following along. And I see that there are a lot of people, while I maybe don't post it online, there are a lot of people who do. And I can see that this is a common denominator for a lot of people that you just you, your view of yourself and your view of God's work in your life and the confidence that you have about your ability and what God would do through a surrendered life is is almost depleted. And so many folks talk about the facades that people put up online to make folks think they've got it good and really their lives are falling apart. And, you know, I believe that's true in a lot of cases. But if you look more closely, there are a lot of folks out there who they're not boasting about the good times at all, but rather they're telling everybody how, how hard life is. They're sharing every messy little detail because they need somebody to tell them that they're great and they deserve better. They need somebody to tell them that they, you know, even in the mess of it all, that they're still doing a good job. And they, they put that picture up with 12 layers of filtering on them, uh, not because they want everyone to see what a good time they've been having, but because they need someone to tell them that they're beautiful and they're enough. And why is that? Well, it's because they can't look at their own life and see the beauty. It's because they can't look at their own situation and see the blessing. They've, they've got to have someone with an outside perspective to see it and relay the message for them. And I want to challenge you today to come out of that. Come out of that and confidently be who God created you to be. Um, you know, the, the title of this podcast is Motivating Moments with Pastor Steve, and obviously I draw a lot of my source material from, from the Bible, and you'll hear me reference those stories and those characters from time to time. And, you know, I think this is one of those areas where I really think we could draw some encouragement from the life of a man named David. And if you know anything about the Bible at all, then you know that David is known most known as a king, but beyond that, he is also known as a giant slayer. What we often overlook about David's life story is as we're so infatuated with his kingship and his boldness as a mighty man of valor and an incredible warrior, even to the point of being known as a giant slayer, is that he was overlooked by his own father. Um, when it came time for, you know, his sons to be presented as a potential candidate to serve as the king, David was overlooked by his own dad. And he was spoken down to when he came to visit his brothers in the, in the enemy's camp. And they, you know, he was, he spent a lot of his life taunted and teased. Um, but David was both aware of and confident in what the Lord had been doing in his life. He didn't necessarily need, and it's great. I, I love the encouragement. I mean, again, I, I ask all of you for 
likes and shares and subscribes at the top of this episode today. So, you know, that's not to say that encouragement's not important or something of value, but I'm saying it's not a definer. It, it doesn't define who you are. Who, who you are is defined by you recognizing God's work in your life and God's calling on your life. And David was both aware and confident of what the Lord had been doing in his life. And he, he often stepped out in that and walked in that, even when others around him seemed to ignore and, and maybe even operate in a little jealousy towards what was going on in David's life. And for many of us, you know, if we'd been in David's position before the giant, uh, we would have died on the battlefield looking over our shoulder, trying to see if everyone else was approving of the way we were wearing Saul's armor. And um, we, we would have been so hungry for their approval, we would have known which way was up. And if, if you don't believe that everybody in that camp was talking about David when he was bent over that stream, selecting those stones, uh, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, they they wanted to know what was he doing. I mean, he's just going to get himself killed. This is a trained army man to begin with, and then he's a giant besides. But but David just kept walking in that confidence of what the Lord was doing in his own life. And many folks are perishing today, waiting for the approval of of man in order for you to be what God created you to be. And you're, you're just need to let Saul wear his own armor and you concern yourself more with being clothed in the anointing of God that's custom tailored for your life and the life that he's called you to live. And you will find a lot greater degree of satisfaction with that way of living than you will chasing after man's approval. Here, let me, let me give you a few scriptures here as we begin to wind this episode down. So, when you and I lack confidence in ourselves to walk in our gifting and to fulfill the call of God on our lives, it's not really ourselves that we're doubting. I just, I want to let that sink in. I'm just going to, as they say, I'm just going to leave that there for a minute because I want it to sink in. It's not really us that we're doubting. In the, in the grand scheme of things, we're doubting the work of God through the finished work of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to redeem our lives and restore us for a purpose and anoint us for the same. And the Bible says in Romans 8, uh, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And when you and I look in the mirror and we struggle with the person looking back at us, understand this, that is not the truth of God for your life. You, you've got to be able to identify that. That is not, when, when you look at yourself and you bear such shame and embarrassment about your inadequacies or your perceived shortcomings, understand that that's not, that's not the truth of God for your life. That is the lie of the enemy. And I, I understand, I understand. And again, we need to be honest with ourselves. Sometimes we do look in the mirror and we do see things that need to be improved, you know, and we, we may, the reality may be that we do need to get healthy. Then get healthy. You know, you, you may need to work to bring improvement to some area of your lives, 
But the voice of condemnation does not belong to God. That is not the voice of God. And listen to this. This is so encouraging to me. When God created the earth, we go all the way back to Genesis. The first day he worked and he said, it is good. Days two through five, God created and he worked and he said, it's good. But day six, day six, he made mankind. And at the end of the day, it says that he looked and behold, it was very good. It was very good. And I believe that when God looks at your life today, he sees a redemptive plan and a purpose for you, whether you're walking in it or not. He sees the blueprint of your life. He sees who he created you to be. And he says that it's very good. And I'm just here today as a voice of encouragement for you to pursue that, to walk in a confidence towards that until God is looking not at the plan of your life, but the reality of your life and seeing that plan come to fruition. And he's saying about you, it is very good, very good. God has done a work in your life. It's something miraculous, something dynamic, and something that sets you apart from the rest of the world and makes you unique. You're special. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are so special that you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God. If you're in Christ Jesus, and you know what? Honestly, I just want to pause here and say that if you found this podcast and you're not a person of faith and you'd like to learn more about taking steps to live in a life of faith and uh, you know just securing your eternity with the Lord in heaven, then I want to encourage you to reach out to our team. We would love to just help guide you to next steps wherever you are and just uh, just lead you in that direction. But listen, there's nothing ordinary about you. There is nothing ordinary about you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I need you to understand today that this society didn't make you. This society didn't make you and it can't define you and it can't judge you. God created you. And the psalmist says, for you were formed in your, for you formed me, my inward parts, and you covered me in my mother's womb. And I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And I I just want to invite you, maybe at the conclusion of this podcast, just to take a few minutes and say, God, you know what? I've been so disappointed with myself. I've been so discouraged by what I see when I look in the mirror. But I do want to thank you because I trust in your word and I trust that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And then, you know, you would just make a joyful shout to the Lord, as the psalmist says, and serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing and know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And I love that little uh, that little uh, picture from days gone by of the little kid uh, on a poster that says, you know what? I know I'm somebody because God don't make no junk. And I love that. So God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah, said, before I formed you, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you and ordained you a prophet to the nations. Listen, you, you might not think you've got what it takes to raise that kid, but you do. God ordained it. You might not think you've got what it takes to handle that promotion at work, but you do. Go ahead and apply for it. Take that bold step of faith, that confidence, and, and get after it. Listen, you, you are a product of God's goodness. 
And you need to recognize that. So I want you to get out there. Stop thinking that you're not good enough. Step into God's promise for your life and be confidently you. You listen, you might say, I speak funny. Well, that didn't matter to Moses. You may say, I don't have the resources. Well, that didn't matter for Gideon. You may say, everybody's against me. Well, that didn't matter for Joseph. So I'm not asking you to have confidence in the old broken part of who you were, but rather I'm encouraging you to look to Christ Jesus and let him complete the voids in your life. He didn't make a mistake when he called you. He didn't make a mistake when he anointed you. And I shared this message with you today in the same manner that uh, Paul wrote to the Philippian church and said, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Hey, I'm Pastor Steve. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I want you to be motivated towards God's best for your life. And until next time, God bless.